This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, I'm Farzan Demobed. I'm the CEO of Lotus Sustainables. We're on a mission to eliminate plastic from shopping. And what I love about retail is that it's an evolving environment that's leading the way for all emerging trends. From New York City, you're listening to Retail is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the retail industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retail is Your Business. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and the other much more important host, Rebecca Fitz, is here as well. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Not much more important. Oh, in so many ways. <laughs> in so many ways. Anyway, good to see you. you uh, we too. are joined. Thank you. We're joined also by Farzan. Uh, I'm going to try this, Farzan. Farzan Dumabad, is that right? There you go, you got it. Okay. I, I feel terrible. <laughs> I actually feel terrible that I should make an issue out of the need to pronounce your name. It should just be, it's I'm just able to say it. So sorry about that. Although I will say I'm a person, as, although my name looks phonetically simpler than not as long as yours is, mine, very few people pronounce my name correctly the first time. So I guess I'm, I'm very sensitive about it. So anyway, welcome to the show, sir. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. All right. So I would love to maybe start here. And maybe I'm looking at this through my own personal experience or lens. But I felt we're going to get into what you do uh, in, in much more detail, obviously. But, you know, as you mentioned earlier, a big part of your mission is the elimination or minimization, at least, of plastics in, in retail and, and in other areas. I feel that going into the pandemic, we were on a big roll. We were eliminating plastic bags in a number of major cities. It felt like, you know, sort of we caught the wind with our sail a little bit and it was starting to, and all of a sudden everyone said, eh, we got bigger fish to fry. And I feel like a lot of the plastic bags just returned to the stores. I know plastic bags is only one piece of the puzzle. I feel as if, um, and, and obviously given the pandemic, there you go, Rebecca, it's right out of the <laughs> gate here. We talked about the pandemic again, but. You know, obviously the need for single-use cutlery and cups and bottles and so forth like that, uh, you know, and, and obviously the need to wrap things protectively in plastic uh, has sort of said, all right, look, we got to save the planet, but we got to be alive to enjoy the planet. So let's let's protect ourselves and we'll worry about sustainability and plastics later. All right. Sorry, that was a long little monologue there, but... Is this in my head or is this like a real issue and has the work that you and many other people have been doing been set back a little bit by that reprioritization? Yeah, definitely. You know, we were on a, a real big trend with plastic bag bans throughout the country, many that were supposed to hit in 2020, many that were supposed to hit January 2021, and really it confused a lot of people because bag bans were approved, they were in the works. And then they said, no, reusable bags are now banned. And that was a real big change for us. But we're in the reusable bag business. We, we're selling reusable bags as a whole. So we saw retailers that were ready to go 100 miles an hour into reusables all of a sudden pump the brakes in a big way and, and say, no, not, not only can we not sell your products, but customers can't even bring them into the stores. Right. It was scary for several months. And... You know, retailers really, in my view, they, they overreacted in this fear 
was really pushed by the plastic bag industry, by the plastic industry, building fear in consumers' eyes and pushing that narrative for their advantage really came from the oil industry and the plastic industry. So mm-hmm. really unfortunate, you know, science prevailed at the end of the day, you know, uh, hundreds of scientists from different countries came out and said, you know, plastic bags are, are no safer than reusable bags when it comes to COVID. So mm-hmm. it started to change again now. So we've had several months where retailers have, have put the halt on reusables, but they've majority of them have started to allow them back into their stores now, or at the minimum, allow them in, but let their consumers pack them themselves. So how do you, as we emerge from the pandemic eventually, and it starts to seem like maybe we're getting back to business, back to life as we used to know it to whatever degree, how do you start to re-educate the public to care about this again? Because there are a lot of people that, frankly, just this isn't on their mind. It should be, but it isn't. And they got forced into a change of behavior. And then there's those, obviously, uh, that care and have been doing their best along the way anyway. How do you start re-educating people again? Are you going back to the drawing board? Education is a big part of what we do, right? But the average consumer brings home, the average family brings home over 1,500 plastic bags a year. So think about that for a second. 1,500 plastic bags a year. That's 30 a week. Right? So that was our entire mission behind our product, the Lotus Trolley Bag, is that, hey, this one system of bags, this one set of bags can eliminate all that waste with one shot. So we're not in the business of trying to sell the millions of different types of reusable bags. We really wanted to come out and solve a problem. And to do that, we really wanted to solve a problem by finding a solution and a system. So. The Lotus Trolley Bags, it's a unique model, but it's got these patented rods that go across the shopping cart. So it allows the bags to sit upright and open in your shopping cart. So it's not your typical Mm -hmm. reusable bag. And what this allows it to do, because it sits upright and open, it makes shopping faster because you can now pack and sort and organize in one of the four bags that are there. It makes shopping easier because it's just much more organized. And it allows you to get in and out of the store quicker. So because you have four bags that are upright and open, you can pack, sort, organize in half the time. It's really unique. And it's we get so many people that are like, you know, why didn't I think of that? That's cool. What is that? You know, that's such a simple concept. But why hasn't that been implemented? And it's now starting to pick up some amazing steam. You know, we're, we're very fortunate. It's become the the number one selling reusable bag on Amazon. It's an Amazon bestseller. And people are really seeing that, hey, going sustainable is not just a sacrifice, but there are ways to go sustainable and it would be better for me. Globally, Mm -hmm. there's as many as 160,000 plastic bags that are used every second. And only one to 3% of those ever get recycled. That's an amazing, crazy statistic to think that we've just turned our heads towards this massive amount of waste just for convenience. And so part of our job is educating people, but at the same time, showing them a better, easier way to do their grocery shopping has really been a big win for us. 
And can we back up for a second? Did it depend where you were when the pandemic broke out, if you could use your own bag or not? I don't remember anybody stopping me. And that was the only thing that I was shopping for. So yeah, it really became the wild, wild west where there was no real policy, overarching policy. Every retailer almost had to make their own decision. And certain states, yes, they, they banned it temporarily. California banned it for, I think, the first 60 or 90 days. And then after that, it was really up to the retailers. But some retailers like Trader Joe's, for example, they still don't allow reusable bags back in most stores. It's shocking. And by the way, I live around the corner from a Trader Joe's. And I now that you say it, I'm like, God, I see those Trader Joe bags. Well, I have a great appreciation for your product, although I don't do a big grocery shop because I live in New York City and it's just my husband and I. But um, I'm sure you hear tons of these stories, but we did away with plastic bags. One, it used to be a point of contention because I'm such a recycler that I would keep all of them and it would cause this havoc <laughs> under my sink. And it would be it would be like opening yeah. a closet and all the bags would fall out on you. And, you know, so controversy in my own home. And then we've really gone where we just use reusable bags, um, big recyclers. And when I was scooping the cat litter, I began to realize I didn't have anything to scoop it into, which again is a an easy resolve and there are sustainable things that you can put your cat litter in as well. But it's amazing that it's, you know, so many people are are using it and are are getting on board. Are you finding, you must have a lot of data on your customers like everybody else does, that it is more popular in the suburbs or does it not matter? If you're a grocery shopper who's doing a big shop, this is a good... Yeah. You know, we do most of our business on the East Coast, the West Coast. But it really, we, we've had success in both suburbs and cities. What it, it came down to, and especially for our family, is we found, and like you, you know, we're big recyclers and we're big, very eco-friendly people. And we were very happy when the plastic bag ban hit in California. We thought, that's fantastic, right? But in California, it didn't solve the problem. We just had to pay for thicker, more wasteful bags every time we went to the store. So now we just have to pay for them. We have to pay 10 cents. It wasn't a real ban. And what that caused was people still forgot their bags at home. Thousands and thousands of people still want to be eco-friendly, but they forget their bags. And that's where our shopping bag system, the Lotus Trolley Bag, really has made a difference because once you shop with the trolley bags, you never forget your bags at home. It's part of your system. It's how you do your shopping. Yeah. Are they also sold in the grocery store? Yeah, so okay, that's so been that... our big success over the last year and a half. We've gone from 5,000 to almost 15,000 retailers with our trolley bags and also our reusable produce bags to help try to eliminate plastic waste. Now, just to clarify, Farzan, the trolley bags, I'm sorry, but are they something that the consumer owns and brings with them or they're, they're okay, so it's my bag. I don't need to worry about other people touching it or anything like that. Um, Your bags, they're fully washable. It's a set of four bags. It comes with a insulated cooler bag. It comes with patented egg and wine pockets in the bag. So you have a compartment for everything that you need. Okay. So you to break your stuff again. It's all one system. So what have you learned? And I'm not trying to poke holes here, but I'm sort of discovering here. What have you learned about the impact on – clearly it may make it more efficient in terms of organizing the shopping uh, even the way people pull things out of their cart and put them at the cashier in a way that may be more orderly for mm-hmm. packing in the end and so forth and so on. 
So that gets people through the checkout line maybe faster and helps with traffic and all that. But it seems to me also that by not having one big giant box I throw my groceries in as I shop, I may buy less because I, it's not just one big pile I can keep piling on the in the cart. If I sort of run out of room in my organized sections, I'm not necessarily going to start throwing stuff on it because it sort of ruins the system. So that's what's in my head psychologically. So what have you found, if at all, about data, about how this impacts volume of purchases? Yeah, you know, it really makes people become more conscious about what they're buying and how much they're buying. Again, as you mentioned, each of them have a compartment. So you know your big insulated bag when that's full. You're not just throwing a bunch of stuff which you can't see in your cart and creating that mess. And the real part that's really excited us is not only, yes, our mission is to eliminate plastic from shopping and, and, and reusable bags, but it's really changed the psychology of the shopper. They're not only feeling good about not using plastic, but now they're changing the, the things they shop for. So instead of buying you know, peanut butter in a plastic jar, they're buying it in a glass jar. They're buying organic. They're feeling good about the products that they buy. It's really, they're not buying single-use water bottles anymore. They're buying, you know, they're taking the reusable water bottles with them. So that's the part that's really been interesting. And we get that over and over again. It's shifted their shopping habits because now they feel good and they've taken that first step to going sustainable and it's been easy for them and it's been altering for their habits. But how does how does the retailer feel about that? Because although the retailer is saying this is awesome for sustainability and taking care of plastic and people are enjoying the experience in their own way and assuming this is true, but damn it, they're buying less because they're more strategic in what they're buying uh, instead of there being more of an impulse and say, hey, that looks good, throw it on. Hey, that looks good, throw it on. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's how we shop. Have, in general, they've loved the product because one, it's a great margin for them. They're they're making money on it. It's a, a you know our bags retail a set of four bags that can be washed and reused hundreds of times. In stores, they retail for twenty nine ninety nine. So that retailer is making a forty percent margin on a product that is not competing with anything else that is supporting sustainability that they can get behind and also makes the checkout process faster for them. So think about how 5% faster in the checkout process, how much is that worth to a retailer? Thousands of dollars, right? That's mm -hmm. huge for the retailer. And at the same time, putting their name behind, you know, we have clients like Wegmans and Wakefern and, and Tops who really are behind the initiative for sustainability. They're now offering a solution to clients and at the same time making money. And customers mm -hmm. are loving it because now they have a solution that makes their shops faster, easier. And what we've actually seen, it's been interesting, especially during COVID, customers are buying this solution because it avoids their groceries from touching the dirty carts. So people are so conscientious about the carts now, they're like, no, I want a barrier between my food and the carts. So because these bags sit upright, your food never really touches the carts. And the bigger play that we're seeing is the evolution towards scan and go. We're seeing so many retailers go towards that and start to implement that. You know, Big Y just implemented it. Tops is implementing it. You know, Wegmans, Sam's Club, you know, all these Kroger, 
all these retailers are now testing this scan bag go technology our lotus trolley bag system works perfectly with the scan bag go technology that's rolling out across the country what if you could tell your story the story of your brand your product the compelling story of the sourcing of materials or ingredients, or even tips for getting the best use out of your products. What if you could engage your consumer, amplify their experience, or even improve conversion or initiate sales at points they don't usually happen? What if you could connect with your consumer wherever they happen to be, in the store, on your website, in the bathroom, or even on the go? What would that be worth to you? It's time you learned about StoryDot from Mouth Media Network. Short form audio stories consumers can access with their smartphone in brick and mortar locations, on physical product, or even embedded into your website. It's where commerce, advertising, and the consumer meet. Being competitive requires every advantage you can implement so discover StoryDot today at www.storydot.com. That's www.storidot.com. It's weird. This is one of those interviews. I come and I go, well, let's learn about this. But I didn't come in going, this is what I've always wanted to know. And once I'm in it, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I have another question. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. Is there either technology embedded in the bag or planned that would create data about what's in certain pockets in the bag? So in other words, we know that this person walked into the store at this point in time and the wine holder got filled in the first minute of the shopping trip. And so therefore that's data the supermarket sees as valuable. And you can see the order even which people have shopped through the store and the priority of the way they filled things. You could get to learn a lot about customer behavior by having sensors in each one of those things that then reads back to data on their smartphone. They get rewarded for sharing that data, et cetera, et cetera. Is that on the roadmap for you? Yeah, it's interesting. People definitely have a system of where they pack what 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 type of items. So we, we see that over and over again. You know, you put your wine and eggs in this bag, you put your insulated here, your fruits here, your veggies here. So definitely people have a system. You know, your question reminds me very much about the Amazon Fresh stores and their new shopping carts that have all that data exactly when you put an item in and where do you put it. So our system works perfectly with the Amazon Fresh stores because the cart is already measuring and, and seeing exactly what's being put in. So you're literally just walking through the store and adding stuff to your bag and walking out. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. It works perfectly. You know, we've tried to keep our product simple and, and effective. So the technology behind it is a little more cumbersome to implement, but it's really on the retail side that they would have that, that information of what's entering the cart. It's powerful. It's powerful data. And that really is the future of grocery shopping is that scan bag go technology. You know what I was thinking about, and I'm having kind of two, the angel and the devil, which is 
I'm sure there are implications for this outside of grocery, although it seems like you're really making amazing headway in the grocery area. And there's probably really, you know, no end to it. You know, when I shop in a retail store, meaning dry goods or what have you, oftentimes they'll offer like a really nice, sexy, well-built out bag. And this has also been controversial because I keep them because they're nice and maybe I'll put somebody's gift (laughs) in them or whatever. It never actually happens. Is there room for other categories or you feel like you're going to focus on grocery and, you know, just big picture, everything in retail seems to reshuffle itself or there's disruption, you know, every single year. So there's probably a lot of places you could potentially go or, or is grocery where you live? Yeah, no, there's a lot of different areas. We really want to be the one set of bags that you need. That's the only set you're going to need. The bags are so versatile, the rods even removed so they can act as a normal reusable bag. So if you want to make a quick trip to the farmer's market and pick up a few things, you put this nice sturdy bag over your shoulder, you can wash it, reuse it. We've had huge traction in stores like Target. People are taking it to you know all sorts of department stores because they're going to end up getting bags if they buy clothes or if they buy food. And this works flawlessly and it sits in the back of their trunk it's not a bunch of mishmash bags it's one set that rolls up into a nice carrier it's a one and a half pound carrier and you got all four of your bags now you can use all four or you can just take two of them and they work in the same way it could be a small cart it could be a big cart it really is is endless the number of uses you know we use our bags to go to the beach you know we use as a beach bag and it works perfectly. We use it, you know, when we go to TJ Maxx, you know, we, we all over the place. It really is versatile. And, and that's our goal is is to eliminate all that clutter and all that waste with one set of bags. The tissue paper, they can't help themselves. I know. Yeah. And I'm always pushing back. By the way, it, it feels like a Friday afternoon for some reason. So I had did not have the vision to be like, oh, I could just take the bars out and, you know, take one bag with me or I'm only going to get, you know, things that are cold today. So just take the, the freezer bag. That is some versatility and, you know, very interesting. I think, you know, bags are probably need to come to an end in other kinds of retail. There's a big focus on certainly grocery, but I I feel like more and more retailers are saying, oh, do you need a bag? And, you know, you can say, oh, no, I've got one right here. So it's coming, hopefully. Yeah. And retailers are pushing forward. You know, we're one of the finalists in the Beyond the Bag competition and challenge that Walmart put on Target, CVS, some of the biggest retailers in the space have all got behind this Hy-Vee to come up with a solution for plastic bags, you know, that they want to see this happen and they, they need entries and innovation in this space. And think about when was the last time innovation hit the bagging industry, right? It hasn't happened. So this is the first time, uh, you know, something like this has really picked up steam and provided people a real alternative that's long lasting. It's not just about the material that you're using, but it's how many times you're actually reusing that bag. Mm-hmm. Right. It's how many other purposes you can use that bag for. And we really were very conscientious of quality when we made our Lotus trolley bags. We wanted something that would last literally hundreds of times that you could wash hundreds of times. So that was really important for us. At the end of the day, these are just bags. But if you read the reviews on Amazon, people are writing one, two, three paragraph reviews on just bags at the end of the day. But it's just touched such a nerve, these Lotus trolley bags, 
for the consumer, it solves such a problem that they've become our ambassadors. They've become passionate mm. about it. They want to tell people about it. Mm. And that's been the fun, exciting yeah. part and for And it's us. got legs. You know, it was interesting the, when we were first talking about it, you know, you were like, you know, our customers are mainly on the East Coast and the West Coast, which I think you think folks are more progressive. Maybe we're being more sustainable. Maybe we're, and I'm, I'm making lots of stereotypes here, um, but it also made me think, well, how do we put some pressure on the middle of the country to get on board with this um, and, you know, lots of suburbs all across the country and go and use this and adapt it. And, you know, I can't help but be a little political. Look at what's going to happen in Georgia today, all those other things. It's it's time for change. Well, it's interesting you put that because here's a question, Farzan. How are you thinking about that in terms of, for example, uh, licensing deals to be able to put NASCAR on the side of these things or like I know it goes away from the brand's branding in a way, but saying, look, there's just areas of the country that are not societally and ideologically going to align as quickly with the use of this. But if you slap the things that that particular area cares about on the side of it, they may do it just because of that. And then you've impacted not, not just growing your business, but impacted behavior, which once people like something, they say, oh, this is cool. I never would have done it otherwise. How are you thinking about that in terms of both uh, business opportunity and this is the only way we can make these people do it? Yeah, no, that's interesting because we do have a fast growing kind of co-branding section of our business. Mm. And as you said, yes, there's a lot of opportunity here to partner with our brand and, and this type of product that we have patents around to really push your support for sustainability, right? So we've, we've worked with even huge multinational companies like Google. They want to want to have an employee promotional product that, mm -hmm. that supports sustainability, right? We, we have, we've worked with shipped where ship shoppers, professional shoppers are using our bags with the ship logo oh, yeah. to do their shopping. So it's, it's really endless and it's a great promotional product for even as, as low as real estate agents. They buy a house, they want to give something to their customers, it really works. And then on the other side, we can yeah. also partner with retailers to put their logo on it. So if, if Giant wants to put their logo on the bags That's and co-brand yeah. it as an initiative, we certainly can do that also. How does that work logistically for you? Now, I know you know you put enough money on the table, anything's possible logistically, but but I would imagine that you manufacture a fair amount of these to make them cost effective, and there's that amount of inventory, and then at some point you say we need to reorder and any adjustments we're going to make to the product in appearance or in structure or whatever is going to be made in that next order. How do you deal with the fact that maybe you manufacture a million of these at one time or whatever the number is. And then anything new you want to do, you got to wait through, go through that inventory without it being very costly. Yeah, no, well, that's, that's kind of the challenge of scaling as a startup is really, you know, what to say yes to and what to say no to. And yeah. we've tried to be very strategic to work with clients that are a benefit to our brand that really care about the mission. Our other product is, is the reusable produce bags, our Lotus produce bags. And that kind of came about when we said, well, where else can we make an impact on plastic bag waste? And that was the produce section. And that's yeah. the section where legislation ignores, you know, retailers yeah. ignore. But that has really taken off also. And there's a big opportunity there to yeah. co-brand our reusable produce bags also. Yeah. 
but yeah, logistically, you know, they would just have to meet our minimum order quantity if it's a yeah. thousand sets or 10,000 sets just depends, but there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of the promotional industry, just the promotional industry for bags alone, tote bags is a $2 billion industry. So we all have branded tote bags from all those conventions and giveaways and, and they're about to all explode that. out into exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so think about think about innovation in that space. And we had such of an course. amazing turnout when we went to the PPAI show, which is the private label show, because the distributors had haven't seen innovation in tote bags ever. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. This is exactly what my client could use. This is something people are going to use over and over and over again, instead of using it two times at a convention and throwing it underneath their sink. You know, this really solved the purpose. So that's a that's an ever-growing side, and we're, we're working with you know small sure. and large companies to expand that side of it. I don't know how I missed the produce bag. I am definitely – I don't know if my cashier wants to do a citizen's arrest or if they approve or not, but I won't use the plastic bag. So my produce is rolling around the bottom of the you know cart or the you know little carrier thing. She doesn't give me a hassle about it, so I, I'm going to take it and run, run with is it. <laughs> I don't do that just because I – I feel that that's unsanitary and putting it on the right in the I'm not, thing. I know. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not challenging no, you, but... Rebecca, but I'm saying I, I, I have to have a solution yeah. for that because otherwise, I will only buy what I can carry. I won't let it touch right. whatever it is. The assembly. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, by the, the way. The belt yeah, or it's interesting. You know, yeah. Stuff. So there's a solution for everything. It is awesome. You learn a lot about well, Mark. How particular Mark is. You're just surprising, isn't it? <laughs> no, we've seen a tremendous uh growth on the reusable produce bags category. And yeah. we were surprised, to be honest. We thought it was gonna be maybe ten percent of our business when we first came out with it. And it's grown to almost fifty percent of our business is reusable wow. produce bags. And retailers absolutely love it because instead of them having to give away free, wasteful produce bags, plastic bags, this is something they can sell. They can make a 40% margin on. They can support sustainability. And really, it's a reusable option that helps everyone. So why not offer it as a retailer? And we've seen just massive growth. In three quarters, we've yeah. probably grown you know, 11 or 12,000 stores in three quarters. Because the solution is just not there, and and we're really leading the charge and 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 the leading brand when it comes to reusable produce bags, and it's a simple solution for the retailers. I, I bet the stories are endless. The having to rip it off, not being yeah. able to find out how it opens, I just can't. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. And the bags are not just for transporting your produce. That's the great thing. You can wash your produce in there. You can put it in the fridge in there. They're very multi-purpose. People use it for their travel organization. They use it for their trail mix. They use it to wash their delicates in. So the uh -huh. produce bags are so much more than produce bags. And, and people are finding their own hacks. I love it. All right. This seems like a good point to uh, move on to the next part of our show, which we'll be back with in just a moment. And that is take a look at Farzan. Less about the bags, more about the Man, I don't know. I thought I was going to do something <laughs> clever with that, but we're just going to we're just going to look at the human being named Farzan right after this. Hey. 
Every business has at least one big pivotal moment. The moment when you say, okay, we're at this turning point, so then what? I'm Lahari Neil Peretti, founder of LN Accounting Advisor. I hope you'll join me each week on my podcast, Then What? As we talk with successful business leaders who push past their business's biggest then what moments and succeed in an even bigger way because of effective leadership and solid business practices. It's inspiring and deeply useful information for any entrepreneur. Subscribe to Then What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find the best podcasts. So far as that, we'd love to get to know you a little bit more as a person. I'm going to spin that invisible prize wheel in my mind and see what order it, we ask the questions. And it's funny because a lot of the other shows we have on Mouth Media Network, which produces this show, we have a little gimmick at the end. We spin a prize wheel or on the beauty show, they spin an imaginary salon chair. I don't know. We always spin something, I guess. We spin nothing on this <laughs> yeah, show, Rebecca. It's back and forth between it's, the two of us. We probably should come up that's with all a it concept. <laughs> we wheel the shopping exactly. cart just, wherever it lands. So I'm going to start it out if it's all right with you, Rebecca. Farzan, uh, I would love to know. I don't know what has led me to this question, but I would love to know what the soundtrack of your life is. And how you feel it may have changed over the years. Not just because music changes, but because you have. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I, I heard a really good soundtrack. Well, it's a more recent song from Pitbull. It's called I Believe That We Will Win. Okay. And, you know, for me, it's always been just that drive, just the positivity and believing that you can do something. You know, I didn't come from a retail background. I didn't mm -hmm. come from a bag background, but... Really, the positivity and the belief that you can you can win and get there, you know, for me that that's been a winner for me. By the way, I'm not aware of anyone that's come from a bag <laughs> background, say, but if, I guess there has to be somebody. If we find them, we're we're gonna bring them to <laughs> you. Um. Exactly, <laughs> that's a great answer. By the way, I I would have never pegged you like Pitbull is not who I was. I don't even know who I thought it would be, I but I don't know why I just never saw Pitbull coming. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, I am going to break the rules. So okay. <laughs> Mark's like, hmm. Shocker. <laughs> you made reference to it. How did you get into this business? You know, my wife and I were just frustrated. I used to always be very entrepreneurial right around the plastic bag ban in California. We just got so frustrated with all the bags in our house and all the bags in our pantry. And I just became obsessed with finding a solution. And I literally studied every type of bag in the market, started prototyping, started going to the stores and really just became obsessed with finding the better bag. And, and once we had it and the reviews started to come in, we knew we had something really special and wow. we've been going a million miles an hour and all day, every Amazing. day, but we, we love it. So how old is the company? So the company's three and a half years old now. So almost four years. And, and do, do you, no more day job. No, no, we haven't, you know, we, we went all in, you know, my okay. wife was a teacher and I was in marketing and, uh, yeah, after the first probably six, eight months, we, we, we really had to go all in. Gotcha. And, and a married couple yeah. running a business together, which I can't imagine is always easy, but you're having a great afternoon. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, 
Uh, well, exactly. And you have split a beer today, so that's good. Uh, see what I did? That's called a callback exactly. there, Rebecca. Um, by the way, Rebecca, the judges have ruled and they've permitted your question. That's so. excellent. Also, only one judge and jury for each of Mark and I, so it's, you know, it works out perfectly. <laughs> Farzan, how can people connect with, obviously, your company and, and from a B2B standpoint, anyone that might connect with you directly? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn. There's not too many Farzan demo beds on LinkedIn. So anything around Farzan, you can probably find me or on our website, lotus-sustainables.com okay. or at Lotus Trolley Bag is our link on Facebook, at Lotus Trolley Bag. So either of those, they can find me and I'm always happy to speak to other people and help in any way we can. Well, I know I'm looking forward to, to grabbing my first one. That's going to be pretty cool. And by the way, for Amen. those wondering, it, it, yeah, it is Farzan like Tarzan. There you go. Uh, from a spelling standpoint. No, I'm just saying, you know, for uh, easy, easy access on LinkedIn. So, yeah. all right, well, uh, Farzan, uh, do him a bad, such a pleasure to meet you and learn about your company and the great work that you're doing. Uh, that's part of a commerce aside it's part of an important equation towards the, you know, our survival, really. So thank you very much. And it was very nice to meet you. Best of luck. I can't wait to sort of revisit with you in a year and see where things have gone, because I imagine it's going right to be up. pretty interesting. We'll get you both a Lotus trolley bag to try out. <laughs> done. Done. No problem. I'm not fighting that. That sounds great. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of Retail is Your Business for my good friend, Rebecca Fetz. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been Retail is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business.